This message was recorded at World Changes Church Gold Coast. It is our hope and mission that you further your understanding of grace and are empowered for change. Praise God. Well, this is Mother's Day number two that I get the honor to minister to you guys. And I'm just thankful and grateful for this day. I, you know, look and I see uh, all you beautiful mothers and daughters and sons and grandsons or granddaughters. And it's, it's amazing. Um, let's just go before the Lord in prayer before I begin. Father, I just thank you. I give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory, Lord, for this day, God, the day that we get to honor, to celebrate, to care for, to love, to give back to mothers. Father, I thank you that you are just love, nothing but love. Your word says that all you know is love. Love is who you are. And I thank you that as mothers, we can model how we care, love, provide, give, unconditionally love our children as we are raising them into the men and women that they ought to be according to your plans. Father, may this day be full of just love and laughter and enjoyment and, and just overflowing with the presence of your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that today you're going to speak through my, my vocal cords, and it'll be you that thinks through my mind. Father, I give your Holy Spirit full permission to operate, to say and do as you will this morning as I minister. I give you all the praise, all the glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Ah, praise God. It's, um, it's just amazing. Mother's Day, for me, um, had always been a little bit of a struggle. Um, I, had a wonder, have, I have a wonderful mother. She's, she's amazing. Um, so amazing in every way. But there were some challenges in my teenage years with, with my mother. Some things happened, and... Um, and it caused issues, <laughs> I would say, in my heart and in my family. And so for several years, probably six, seven, eight years, um, Mother's Day was a day really of, of hurt. It really wasn't a day of enjoyment. Um, but praise God, we have a God that heals everything. He's a God of restoration. My mother... Just just a few couple years ago, she told me, she said, Tina, I'm so sorry for what I did. I'm so sorry for the hurt that I caused you and your brothers and your sister. And I was like, gosh, Mom, don't even have that on yourself. Don't even let that guilt and shame overtake you. God loves you. And we're fine. As you see, we're fine. I'm fine. My brothers are fine. My sister's fine. We are fine. We are in the hands of the Lord. And I say that to say this to you mothers. I just, just feel impressed to really speak to, to your hearts. Um, there may be times that you feel like, my 
goodness, I'm just not, not the right kind of mother. Maybe you made just a huge mistake and you just feel like, how can I ever live this down with my children? I want you to know that God loves you so much. His grace is so very sufficient for you. Even in your mistakes, he is a God of grace. All he knows is love, and he can still prosper you. Amen? He is the source that has a way to heal all hearts, to restore things back to even better than before. My relationship with my mother, even though I'm here and she's there, um, I call them mother moments. <laughs> now she, we have many mother moments, and I just, I just praise God for it because I know that he is the source of that restoration. I know he's the one that has brought her to him to even heal her heart as well as he has healed mine. So motherhood, <laughs> there's no handbook. Uh, there may be a self-help book out there, but um, I like leaning to this book, the Word of God. When I ventured into motherhood, my first, my first pregnancy left in, in miscarriage, and I was extremely heartbroken over that. Couldn't comprehend, even think or imagine how could this even be possible. You know, I know that I would be a good mother. And then um, my possibilities to even have children was so very slim. And as you see, I have three boys. And, and I give all glory to God for that. But when I gave birth to my first son, Alex, you know, you... you for me, I prayed, and I said, Lord, I want, I want my birth plan to be this way. Um, I don't want to take an epidural or any of the drugs. I want it to be all natural. You know, I thought that I had it all figured out. Well, ladies, mothers, it did not work that way. I have had three C-sections <laughs> that has left my body in a state that it will never return to, most likely, from even before I have had children. So, and in that, I do not look at it as a loss of my body or anything. It's all the gain. It was all worth it. You know, to, to be cut open, literally, to receive children was, is such a blessing. It's beautiful. It's, it's so amazing, and even to see them. But I remember... When Alex was first born, I looked at him as I was looking at Kyle, basically like, I just don't know what to do. You know, my mother held to, tra to tradition that we went to her home, and she, for a, a week or so, um, taught me all about how to care for a child, and I was so grateful for that. But then I, I one night with Alex, as I had him holding and kind of bouncing him and bopping his little bum and up and down, and I said, Lord, these children, they're yours. These boys are yours. I trust you to direct me and their lives. And I've not been perfect children, that I do know. <laughs> Eli's like, no, you haven't. <laughs> but I have been able to rely on the Spirit of God. 
And as mothers, that's one thing that we have that I know will never, ever, ever fail us, is allowing the Holy Spirit to work in in our lives as we are raising these gifts from God. They're such a gift from God. They're there are children that's going to carry to the next generation and next generation. You know how our generations are blessed because we know Jesus. You know, I don't know what your, you know, generations before you, maybe you're the, the first saved in your generation, but whatever it is, your generations to come are blessed. Blessed, so very blessed. And God is a God of surprises. Amen? Amen? There's times that even raising my children, I think, you know, I've got this all figured out, you know. Eli wants this and wants to do that and, and Jojo this and then Alex that. And then it's like, no, I don't want that. And I'm like, man, how, how could I get this wrong? But they change and they grow. They change and they grow. I call it growing pains for me as a mother. I'm in such a growing pain right now that I'm really pressing into the Spirit of God to really lead me, guide me, direct me in this thing called uh, teenage life. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But God wants to be the Lord over every aspect of your life, even as mothers. And fathers, I don't want to disclude you this morning. Even as fathers, and even as sons and daughters and grandchildren, um, he wants to make his presence known in amazing, astonishing ways. As Pastor Kyle preached last week, God is a God of surprises, You know, sometimes we think that we have flung open the door, you know, to allow the Spirit of God in our lives, but the door was already flung open in grace when God sent His Son, Jesus Christ. Here we think we're flinging open a door, but He's already flung it open wide and said, here is my Son for you. He's not, you know, God is not above Springing surprises, even when we least expect them. I say all the time, you know, let's look out for those and suddenlies. You know that it may not look like a thing. It may not feel like a thing. You may think, how is this thing even possible? And then and suddenly, boom, surprise. This is for you. It's astonishing. It's amazing. And it's good. God did this with Mary, the mother of Jesus. You know, I I love this. I can't exclude this this story in the Bible in talking about Mother's Day. But God, when the angel of the Lord came to Mary and announced that she was to give birth to a son, to Jesus. And how can you imagine how this completely changed her life? You know, some of us mothers this morning, we may have had a plan, a a plan to even get pregnant, you know, that it was like, okay, we're going to get married and we're going to be married for five years because I want to enjoy each other and then, and then we'll have children. Or maybe in mine and Kyle's situation, it was, um, if you want to have children, now is your best time because I'd had a surgery, my doctor so we immediately, it was like, okay, Lord, we want a child. If this is the best time, I want a child. Or it may have been that um, before marriage, 
you know? Could have been one of those moments. But either way, children changes our lives, mothers. Amen? Amen? I'm not a grandmother yet, but I know that even grandchildren's going to change my life as well. And I am looking forward to that day. But boys, just wait till you got school and everything else in life you have to do. <laughs> so Mary and how it changed her life. You know, when God reveals something, something surprising to us, our lives are changed. In those moments that the Holy Spirit speaks something to us, and it's like that light bulb moment, it's like that, oh, Wow, I know exactly what to do. Whoa, God, that's so cool. I see it clearly. I know I probably have those moments in some of the most inconvenient time, and I'm sitting there like, whoa, mind-blowing. And people are looking at me like, what's wrong with Pastor Tina? I'm like, wait, give me a moment. My internal conversation with the Spirit of God is happening. (laughs) But when he speaks, it changes everything. You know, before anything was made in this world, it was darkness and it was without form. And and what did God do? He spoke. Let there be light. Boom. Just like in our lives, you may be someone that maybe you receive news and notice that you cannot ever conceive a child. If that is you, I'm here to tell you I am a gal. That with, with my issues and conditions, I was told that I could not conceive children. And praise God, boom, went to a doctor. I praise God for my doctor. He had my first surgery with him. He uh, was there for my miscarriage. He was there for the birth of my three children. He was amazing. I know he had to have been a Christian because he was just like, no. This is what we're going to do. It's going to change your life. I added prayer. You know, there's natural things that I did. The supernatural came in, and boom, I have three boys. So I want to speak to your heart. If that's you, God is the God of surprises. The Word says to only believe, and if you believe, all things are possible. Never, ever, ever Limit God and what he can do. You know, Abraham and Sarah, I love this story of how, you know, God told Abraham that he would be a a father, that he would have a son. And it was 25 years. They were way up in their age, too old to even be, you know, doing anything. But um, 25 years they waited. Here Sarah thought that her womb was barren. And then she got pregnant. The God of all surprises, when he speaks, it changes everything. Amen? Amen. So God wants us to live in this constant expectation. I said not too long ago, I'm even looking under the rocks as the rocks are praising God. I'm looking under everywhere. I'm going everywhere. I'm, I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things for your life as well. I'm saying, Lord Jesus, do it in their life. You know exactly what they need. Speak to them. Show them. Guide them. Direct them. You, oh God, all things are possible. 
So he wants us to live in a constant expectation and, and anticipation to be ready for miracles in this earth. Amen. Amen. The, the day of the miracles, the supernatural, it is not over, guys. I was raised in a church that they would say that raising the dead, all of that, that that was then, not for now. I'm here to tell you the miracles are still in operation this day. You could be somewhere out in the public and the Holy Spirit speak to you and you're just like, I've got to say this to this person and it be exactly what they need in that moment. Never, ever limit God. It was so amazing. Recently, I was in coffee shop with Carrie and Yolanda and um, it was a really weird experience that happened. I heard music, but there was no music. Pastor Tina's okay, trust me. (laughs) But there was no music around. (coughs) Excuse me, I got a little cough this morning. I'm going to take this water. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, are they a musician? Internal dialogue. Looking around, this young girl, real plain looking, came to the table and and I just looked and said, are you a musician? And she said, well, yes. I said, you've done recordings. And she said, well, yes. And then all of a sudden, she just starts crying. And I'm like, oh, Lord, great. What has happened here? You know, she runs out. I go to find her. And she said, I have been waiting for confirmation from God about my music I keep having issues with my voice, and I know that I'm to record again. She said, can I just give you a hug because this is the confirmation I needed. And as weird as that may sound, um, hopefully she's, you know, seeking God for whatever she needs in order to get that fulfilled in her life. But I say that to expect those things. The miracles today, people, people are looking, people are waiting, people are ready. Yeah. Hearts are ready. Sometimes we think, no, they're going to reject me. So what? You know, if God says, gives you something and you go to them, the worst they can do is say, no, you're crazy. I don't receive. And it's like, okay, on to the next. Yeah. Amen? Amen. But God is still operating in the miracles today. You know, the greatest miracle of all is how God redeemed us through his son, Jesus. He bought us back from bondage that resulted from Adam and Eve's sin. How Jesus came to this earth, he, he paid the price to move us from sickness, from poverty, from lack, from everything evil into health, prosperity at every level, and everything that is abundantly good. Jesus has made everything available to us to succeed. We just have to believe. Believe. We have to believe that all things are possible. If you have an issue in your body, believe God and his word. Not by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. By Jesus' stripes, I was already healed. I'm already healed. I was healed. Amen? Amen. So I love how God surprised Mary with a blessing, you know, and he wants to surprise us as well. And the message version, 
um, in Luke 1, 28 through 35, it says, Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. As Pastor Kyle said last week, I say to you guys this morning, good morning. You are beautiful with God's beauty. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. We should be mothers that have a new pep in our step this morning. That we should wake up every morning knowing that even if we feel alone, we are never alone. Ever since last week, I've been waking up saying, good morning. I'm beautiful with God's beauty. Amen. Amen. It changes your mindset. You are beautiful inside and out. God be with you. So as you can imagine... It goes on to say that Mary was thoroughly shaking. She was wondering what was behind a greeting like that. Can you imagine? Here's an angel that appears and says, Good morning. You are beautiful with God's beauty. You are beautiful inside and out. Can you imagine today going to a person and just saying, Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. They'd be like, what does this person want? They're trying to abduct me and take me somewhere. (laughs) But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. I'm here to tell you this morning, there is nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You may be believing something for your children or for your grandchildren. I'm here to say, believe God has a surprise for you. God has a surprise for them. And then God says, or the angel of the Lord says, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. What a birth plan right there, you know? Don't even have to think about it. It's already prepared for her. The angel's saying, yeah, this is, this is what you're going to do. You're going to become pregnant, give birth. You're going to call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever. No end ever to his kingdom. Can you imagine that? Not only is this child going to come that you've never, you know, that you're a virgin, you're, you're going to have a child, but his kingdom is not ever going to end. The magnitude of the greatness. Mary said to the angel, but how? How often do we, even as mothers, say, but How? How's this going to happen for my child? How's this going to work out for my son? Yeah. Those moments that you just don't see it, but you have to press in to have confidence in God, knowing that God has a plan for their life. Mary says, I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called holy 
and the Son of God. So I'm here to tell you guys this morning that we have nothing to fear, nothing at all. God has a surprise for us and the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is our unseen partner that has the ability to move in this earth even today. We just have to believe the power of the Holy Spirit will hover over us because of God's anointing in our lives. Just as God, when there was no, nothing in this earth, there was no light, there was no form, and he spoke, let there be light. Mothers, the greatest thing that we can do is to speak over our children's life. To speak, God has a plan for you. You may be thinking this, but let me tell you, God loves you. You are not alone. You know, so often I, you know, Kyle and I, we, we move from North Carolina to South Carolina. We then move from South Carolina to Georgia. <laughs> that was a pass by through for several months. And then Georgia to New York and then New York to here. And so not only... Was it a move for us? It was a move for our children. And I prayed and I said, God, how am I even going to tell my children? You know, when we first told them, they said, but what about my friends? What about my family? And that's all normal. We did not discount that. We were like, you're right, valid. Then I went to the Lord and I prayed and I said, what wisdom can they gain from this? And the Holy Spirit said, tell them, not only do you have friends in North Carolina, but you're going to gain friends and family in South Carolina. Same with Georgia. I said, you know what? Your world's going to get a little bit bigger. You're going to gain more friends and more family. And then coming over here, same thing. Boys, you guys are going to gain another country of friends and family. We can look at things in the realm of being shortchanged or we can trust the Holy Spirit and that through Jesus Christ, we are never, ever, ever shortchanged. Amen. It may look it, it may feel it, but the word says, Romans 5, and the message version says, we are never left shortchanged. It is quite the contrary. We cannot round up enough containers to hold all that the Holy Spirit will pour out onto us in our lives. So I look at all the little containers that hold something just in this table. But can you imagine all the containers in this universe... We cannot hold all that the Holy Spirit wants to pour out in our lives. Amen. I was doing some research the other day, and maybe you guys knew, but um, the stars in the sky, there is 300 sextillion stars in the sky. Ethan, you be in science and all that, you may, you may have already known all that brainy stuff. You should be proud of me. But um, if you do the 300 and then 21 zeros after that, that's what they predict is the number of stars in the sky. So 
That's pretty cool. And here the Holy Spirit moved upon the waters, and all the stars and everything in this world came to light. So God has a surprise for us. God has a surprise for our children. God has a surprise for our grandchildren. We just have to believe. So when Mary conceived the child, here Jesus came, it was to redeem us, to redeem us. Redeem is to purchase, to buy back by payment, or to ransom from captivity. We watch movies that, you know, all the action movies that it's like, I can't remember what we watched. We watched some movie recently, um, Den of Thieves. That's a cool movie, guys. That's such a, well, it's pretty cool. In the, I, okay, so I love movie scripts, and so I love looking at the concepts of how movies are made because I just love the creativity of it. I don't believe what are in movies. It's just entertainment only, just a little side note there. But in this movie, um, they were holding people hostage, and, and the people holding them hostage said, you have to pay us. They were holding them ransom. So you know what? When Jesus came to this earth, the ransom was over. We are freed. We are freed. We are freed. He redeemed us from everything. To redeem means to change for the better or free from the consequences of harm. I'm here to tell you this morning that we are free from the consequences of harm. We are free from the consequences of harm. Our children are free from the consequences of harm. We can declare that our grandchildren are free from the consequences of harm. Because Jesus redeemed us and he became our ransom. And through that, as a result, our lives have been changed for the better. We are no longer stranded in a place of defeat. I love in the word how we can see people that have went before us, how they relied on the voice of God. Joshua, how God spoke to him and said, do not fear, have courage. Meditate on my law day and night. God had a promise for him. God had a promise for him. He has a promise for us. He wants to surprise us. Continual state of surprises. You know, my husband, you know, I just love it. He just has gotten so good with the surprises. <laughs> Sometimes I look at him like, wow. And then I'm like, wow, thank you, God. <laughs> um, but he, he just, each year for my, my, our wedding anniversary, he, you know, he even surprised me. We, we were at the shopping center yesterday, and here he comes yesterday evening with these gifts. And I'm like, how did, how did, how did you know? And he's like, I'm just that good, and I'm just that smooth. <laughs> And I'm like, man. So with my husband, it's a continual state of surprises. And I'm not mad about it. And that's just earthly stuff, you know, the little 
the little bath bombs and all that that he got. That's just earthly stuff. But the God, the God of the supernatural, the God that left us this, a peace that we cannot comprehend, a God that gives us a strength that we know that's beyond ourselves, the God that gives us a wisdom that we know that it is not our thoughts, that it's a higher thought being processed. There's sometimes I look at Kyle and I say, and you know I'm not that smart. This has got to be the Spirit of God. <laughs> I was a CD student in school. Come on now. <laughs> Holy Spirit is my GPA. <laughs> or, do you guys have J- GPA grade point average here? Yes? Okay. Holy Spirit is my GPA. Somebody should put that on a T-shirt. Young Ethan, I give you that. The Holy Spirit is my GPA. Amen. Amen. So we're no longer stranded in a place of defeat. I want to go to Colossians 1, 12 through 14. Jesus is the one who shed his blood to deliver and redeem us. You know, I think about Mary. Here she was. She, you know, supernaturally surprised with the angel coming and saying, you're going to have a son You're going to name him Jesus. And not only that, he's got a great plan. And being a mother that you know, can you imagine the battle she must have faced? You know, giving her son that she loves so much to die on the cross for all of us. What sacrifice she had to give. What a heart she had. How she literally had to lay down her thoughts how she literally had to lay down her life for Jesus, for us, for generations upon generations upon generations, for a kingdom that has no ending. She was the mother of that through the Holy Spirit. So Colossians 1, 12 through 14 says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. In him we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. That's comforting right there, that it's in him, through him, by him. It is so supernatural. Ephesians 1, 6, and 7 says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, and him in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. I love that. The riches of his grace. Grace being the unmerited, undeserved favor of God, The riches of the favor of God. The riches of the undeserved favor of God. Amen. Amen. So in him we have redemption, deliverance, and salvation through his blood. The remission, forgiveness of our offenses, shortcomings, trespasses. In accordance with the riches and the generosity of his gracious favor. Ephesians 1 and 7. So redemption has two parts. It is an act, but it is also the process of going from something to something else. 
Specifically speaking, we were redeemed from sin into being the righteousness of God. Our righteousness we can never attain on our own, no matter what we do. We can get up at 3 a.m. every morning and pray every morning. We can read the word day and night. We can, we can do all these things, but we can never gain righteousness. Our righteousness comes through Jesus Christ. It is never ever what we do or what we do not do that determines our righteousness. Jesus Christ giving his life is where our righteousness comes from. And it's good. (laughs) So Christ purchased our freedom. This is Galatians 3 and 13. It says, Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse, the doom of the law, and its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree and is crucified. So Jesus gave his life. He made the necessary payment with his body and his blood thereby redeeming us from condemnation, doom, and the law. So all the curses have now been replaced with the blessings. We have been redeemed from sickness. We have been redeemed from lack. We can now walk in health and wholeness. And I'm here to tell you, no matter what you have ever faced, if it's trauma If it's lack, if it's rejection, if it's offense, if it's abandonment, no matter what it is that you have have ever came in contact with or faced, you can come to a place of health and wholeness through Jesus Christ. I know it because I have lived it. And I can say it is nothing that I ever did. I had to believe God, believe his word, understand who I was in this word, and go to him with everything. In the Bible, it says, examine our hearts. Man, the times that I've taken my heart and said, okay, Lord, I don't know what to do. Not really, but, you know, as imagining it, Lord, I'm feeling this way. You know, I'm feeling this way. I hurt. I'm struggling. I feel alone. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. We were healed. So sickness and disease were part of the curses that resulted from obedience. But Jesus healed us, and we have hope in that. We have hope that Jesus has healed us. In 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, it says, And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance, so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be, self-sufficient, Possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. So Jesus has redeemed us from everything. 
We do not operate in, in a realm that we are shortchanged even when we give. When we give love and we may not ever receive it back from anyone, that's not our source of love. He's our source of love. He's our source of trust. He's our source of strength. He's our source of peace. It is in Him that we are able to live, that we're able to move, that we're able to have our very being. Even in the times that we struggle, there's so much power going into the secret place with Him. Man, that secret place with Him that you can just press in and be like, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, that place of complete transparency. Because you know what? He already knows. He already knows the intents, the desires, how your heart feels, what your mind thinks. He knows. I love going to that secret place. I tell Kyle, I said, you know, if I could just stay there for days. I think a lot of times I even operate as I'm doing you know, cooking and caring that I just go into my secret place. I don't have to be locked in a room or locked in a closet. It's a position in my heart. It's a position in my heart. It's a position in my mind. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, even more than we, what we can even think or imagine even in the lives of our children. You may, mothers, you may have a dream that you feel like you put, had to put on hold. Maybe you have a dream that you feel like you, you just had to put on hold. I'm here to tell you, God is the God that can do anything. As long as you believe and take the limits off, realize who you are. Good morning. You are beautiful in God's beauty. You are beautiful inside and out. God has a surprise for you. Ask him how. Ask him where to begin. Because he's got the answer. He can give you that wisdom. So we have the Holy Spirit. Jesus needed the Ongoing partnership with the Holy Spirit to complete his mission. Jesus said that he had to go because there was a greater one to come. The the Holy Spirit that will teach us, that will comfort us, that will guide us, that will give us knowledge and foreknowledge of things to come. That still teaches us in this earth today. That's still pouring out revelation of his word, revelation of his love, revelation of who he is. The Holy Spirit is real. We need the Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill our missions. Even as mothers, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has the answers. I love 3 John 1 and 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. I believe that this is God's heart. It's what he wants for all, each and every one of his his children. He does not want to see us struggle. 
says, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Our body is made up uniquely, specifically, when the Bible says that we have the ability to renew our minds, we have the ability to renew our minds. To not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, to take every thought captive. And let me tell you, raising teenage boys, I've had some thoughts. I know you guys have too. I just want to, I just want to, let me take my shoe off right now. What'd you say? No, 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 no. I can't act like that. It's not, it's not like Jesus. Let me be sweet like Jesus and get my sweet face on here. I've had some thoughts raising my boys, but you know what? I always bring it down to, okay, Lord, what do you want? What can I say that they'll be willing to listen and to hear? Praise God. But God does not want us to struggle. The word of God is not for our head, head. It's not for our head knowledge. It's for our heart. The word of God is for our heart. And the Bible even says that the word of God is quick. It's sharp like a two-edged sword. It can go in and it can divide our thoughts and feelings to the spirit. The way, because the spirit means perfect. So how do we live a life that we are prospering even as our soul prospers? The word also says that we are to commit our ways unto the Lord. Commit our ways unto the Lord. Commit our ways unto the Lord. Take every thought to the word of God. Examine our hearts. It's a place that we completely surrender to and in Him, knowing that He is our source of all things. If we're struggling, we can go to Him. He knows anyway. He's a gentle God. He's a loving God. He wants us to be free, not not in a place of lack, not in a place of not knowing, not in a place that we're walking around as if we're people beating the air. (laughs) that we can rest and be fulfilled and enjoy and be happy. Be happy in our motherhood. Enjoy life with what God's given us. We are called into a life of abundance. As Lauren stated earlier, the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus, he came that we, we may have life And that we may live it and have it more abundantly. We should be people that are living as if we are living. And not dying. We should be people that we are living as if we are living. Even in motherhood, even as grandmotherhood, even as wife, even as father, even as brother, even as sister, even as whatever it is. We are to live as if we are living. Yes, we're going to have struggles, but the word even says to rejoice and count it all joy. Well, how do we do that? It sure doesn't feel good. I get it. It doesn't. 
When you go through some things, it does not feel good. But we can get to a place that, as Jesus said, that he left us peace and he has overcome the world. So if it is in him that we live, in him that we move, in him that we have our very being, I say to you, rejoice and count it all joy when you are persecuted and go through trials. Because that persecution and trial, it will produce something in you. It will build you up in faith. It will build you up in endurance. It will strengthen you. Amen. Amen. And even in it, you will gain some wisdom. You will gain some wisdom. And you'll be able to share wisdom with other people that may, be, that may go through what you go through. I said just the other day, I said, you know, we need to put everything back on the table. And we need to talk about everything. <laughs> there are just some things that it's like, ah, uh, taboo to talk about that. And, oh, definitely not that. And, oh, nope, politically incorrect. And... No, they'll think I'm crazy. No, we need to put it all back on the table and talk about it. Amen. The Bible says to encourage one another, to go to one another. We have this thing that's, I believe, this is my personal opinion. This is Tina, not the Holy Spirit, Tina talking. I believe that we are lacking the edification part of the church. We do very well to equip. I think we do well to love and care to a degree. But the edifying, the edifying that we can come together, flaws and all, be transparent to encourage one another, to edify one another. I believe that we are a people that will be intentional and mindful to edify one another, to take our burdens one to another, to seek out wise counsel from one another. Because I look at all of you in the, in the conversations that I've had with some of you, and some of you I said, I can't wait to hear your stories, you know, and the wisdom that you guys have. That wisdom is not for you just to keep and for it to be a story or an untold story. That wisdom is to help the next generation of mothers, the next generation of fathers, to help maybe single mothers, to help abandoned children or mothers. That wisdom is to be shared. So we receive God's best for us by faith. As we talked about, Jesus has redeemed us and blessed us. In Acts 16 and 31, and they answered and said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Give yourself up to him. Take yourself out of your own keeping and entrust yourself into his keeping. I love that. When I read that, I said, Give yourself up to him. Take yourself out of your own keeping and entrust yourself in his keeping. Too many times we hold on to it. 
we hold on to it trying to think that we can keep it up, we can maintain it, it's all good. Trust me, I was one of those. I had my box of hurt right here. Do we have a Kleenex box? I think I have a Kleenex though. I held my box of hurt, my box of hurt. I was like, no, all good. But then all the while saying, oh, but you just got to, you got to feel my hurt. And then I'd take it back. I thought that I was doing something and I kept it into my keeping, my holding on to. But you know what the Spirit of God showed me? How in the world can I fully trust in, have confidence in, rely on Jesus Christ and his spirit holding on to what I wanted to hold on to? So I had to let it go and change to entrust myself into his keeping. I get it. The fear of the unknown, it can be real and it can speak to you. Fear has a voice. Insecurity has a voice. Inferiority has a voice. Lack has a voice. But there's only one voice that we should be listening to, and that is the voice of the Spirit of God and God's Word. That is the only voice I want to even entertain. (laughs) goes on to say, Acts 16, 31, give yourselves up to him. Take yourselves out of your own keeping and entrust yourself into his keeping, and you will be saved. And this applies both to you and your household as well. So as mothers, our household as well. You know, yes, we want to care. Yes, we want to fix it all. Yes, I get it. I get it. But we do have to entrust even our children into his keeping. I say all the time, even in my children's mistakes, God, I pray that they still prosper. And I know he will be faithful to that. I think about the Apostle Paul and how God spoke a plan over him, even when he was in his mother's womb. The Apostle Paul went on, he killed and he persecuted Christians. He did some bad things. But let me tell you, when he encountered the Spirit of God, when he encountered Jesus Christ, his whole world changed. And then he stepped into the fullness of his calling and his purpose, the plan of God. So mothers, I say to you, Even in your children's mistakes, confess, pray, believe that they will still prosper. Confess that they are redeemed from any kind of destruction and that they have a perfect plan here on this earth. Trust him. Believe in him. Rely on him. And trust them into his keeping. We must believe Christ for the safety of our families. He can redeem our whole entire household. Amen. We are no longer in a place of lack. We are no longer in a place of captivity. 
We're no longer in a place of sickness. We and our children and our household is redeemed through Jesus Christ. As a result of Jesus giving his life for us, we can now be free of all iniquity. Sin is no longer an issue because Jesus Christ, we have been cleansed and we have been made holy. The only sin that can never be cleansed is unbelief. If you do not believe, how can Christ even move, operate, work in your life? That's why we have to believe that all things are possible. The blessing came to give us life, to give our children's life, to give our families life. Bad habits, bondage, addictions came to destroy, but freedom, liberty, and self-control we now have. It reign in our lives. Pain and sickness resulted from the curse. Healing and wholeness resulted from the blessing. Stress, worry, anxiety, panic, fear, rejection. That all came as a result of the curse. But we have calm, ease, joy, peace that came as the result of blessing. Harassment, torment, oppression, resulted from the cursed. We now have rest and we have restoration that resulted from Jesus Christ and from the blessing. I don't know about you, but I thank God. I thank God. I thank His Holy Spirit. I thank Him that He has made us free. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, his only begotten son. That we should not perish, but for those of us that believe shall have abundant eternal life. We are people that are to live as if we are living and not as if we are dying. If everyone could just close your eyes just want to allow the Holy Spirit to minister. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings. That we are not in lack. We are redeemed from destruction. Father, you love us. You call us beautiful, beautiful inside and out. Father, I thank you for these amazing people. I thank you, Lord, that you are with them and you are perfecting everything that concerns them, God. In the areas that they do not know, Lord, I pray that you show them, that you tell them, that you guide them, that you give them clarity, Father. I pray that that if there be any issue between mother, daughter, son, mother, Lord God, you are a God of restoration, and I just declare restoration. I declare peace in the lives of of moms and grandmothers. And Father, I thank you that when we believe, all things are possible. All things are possible.
Well Changes Church Gold Coast can be found at Instagram.